We haven't heard that for a while. Hello, I'm Ellen Briggs. And I'm Mandy Nolan. It's been a little bit of time. It has been a little bit of time. We're back with our Women Like Us podcast. We're doing a new little series now. We love the little series, don't we, Mandy? We do. And this one is called Fierce. Fabulous. A little bit fat. And 50s. (laughs) It's us. It's all the Fs. probably you. Yeah, it's fur, 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 fuck's sake. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) It's us and it's probably most of our listeners. It is. And Ellen and I often talk about, um, you know, these kind of things in the car a lot. We do a lot of this in the car conversation and they're things that we run on social media. But we both realised that recently in two conversations we've had on social media, kind of the biggest kickback we've had from our followers and um, our audience has been around, you know, issues around being older. Yeah. And around having those kind of conversations about what it means to be in your 50s, what are the experiences that you're having, what's your relationship with, you know, yourself, with how you look, with your body, you know, where you are now and where you've come from. So we thought why not do uh, a little bit of a Women Like Us mini-series on our potty? A mini-series, yeah, like Roots. (laughs) (laughs) Remember Roots? I loved Roots. (laughs) Uh, not so many of them now, I have to say, for me. I'm really... Rootless. Well, we'll do a whole episode on sex. Yeah, great. Can't uh, wait about, for that. It's gonna be, imagine that. This, the, it's, the, it's the episode where we both go, I'm not really into it anymore. Yeah. And, like, there's nothing. And then we go... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, that, that, maybe we'll do that one next week. I'll write yeah. that down. Sex is good. We're going to talk about Let's sex. try and have some before next. Let's have some sex. We haven't got much time. We're going on the road at the oh, end of this we week. We might so. have to have it with each other. Yeah, might have to be. Um, well, you know, there's always time. There might be that time. I've been waiting for you to fall in love with me. Oh, have you? <laughs> I am in love with you. I know, but you haven't wanted to root me yet. No, and I haven't. I find and I that probably won't. a bit offensive. Do you? Yeah. Why do you want to root me? <laughs> Well, if you asked, I probably would. Would you? I'd go, huh. it's going right. to be awkward, but, you know, I'd give it a go. It'd be kind of weird, wouldn't it? Like, it's sort of weird. <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> it would be kind, kind of, of weird. Because we'd just be like going, you can't use eye bags this bit for on stage, eye bags but, this bit. And we'd also be like, can you not do that? Stop yeah. that. Like, yeah, exactly. I think we'd be too mean to each other. Anyway, we'll talk about that in our sex That'll episode. That'll be the sex one. This week we thought we'd talk about, yes, the, the relationship with our bodies because, of course, our wonderful friend Taryn Brumfit won Australian of the Year. I know. That's and an amazing honour. It really is. It really is. And she's a bloody top chick. She's very down to earth and, you know, if... if any of you haven't heard of her she's the woman who did the embrace documentary and it all started when she went from like a bodybuilder to a normal body and she did a before and after and it was reversed because the normal before and afters are someone who looks fat and sad yeah to now skinny and they're supposedly happy and she kind of that went viral and then she kind of realized there was this whole thing and so she did that first documentary now she has just finished filming one for for our kids you know because there's kids who are six and seven who have these horrible body images body images and eating disorders I know it's like insane I, I would have to actually say I I don't know a woman who doesn't have disordered eating mm. I have disordered eating you have disordered eating yeah. we all have disordered eating but it's so normalized yeah that we don't even think it's disordered eating anymore because we're constantly going, I shouldn't have eaten that. 
Yeah. Oh, I can't eat that now. Now I have to do this. And it's yes, it's this constant war with food. And I don't even – I wouldn't even say I had an eating disorder. I would say culturally we've developed disordered eating. So what do, what do you do based around food? Food? If I'm being really honest, do you do that thing where you make those little, you know – I'm a real binger. Mm. So I'm really strong. Like I won't like – see how I said that? Strong because I won't eat something yeah. that I want. Like that is just wrong. I don't know if anyone does that. It's really terrible. This is the relationship with food which puts you in this it – it's the one thing in my life where I feel uncomfortable because I don't like having these feelings but I, they, they've just been in me my whole life. That's right. And it's, it's kind of like I shouldn't have that. Like this morning for breakfast I probably wanted to have the potatoes with the bacon and the eggs. Which is this at a cafe? At a cafe. You eat you eat breakfast a lot, don't you? Out. I haven't lately, but I have in okay. the past. Yeah. Um. So lately, I have I've been just having nothing, mm. and and eating lunch instead. See, missing breakfast, yeah. having lunch instead. So I had that. So I had the breakfast salad, which is leaves and an egg that had dropped into the salad nest. Sounds horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. Helen <laughs> and I watched my husband eat. Have the potatoes? No, he had like rice and a kind of a carby breakfast, which is with bacon and egg. It was a lot more delicious. Yeah. And look, mine was, I don't know if you've ever eaten a giant bowl of lettuce and go, fuck, that was good. Mm, never. No, that was not, you know, and it went, but then I went, I feel good about myself because I didn't do that. Yeah. Like that's really kind of, that's that's kind of strange. And, and I guess, so then I'll go... Oh, that weird background noise is Alex on the mower. Can we kill him? Yeah, he'd probably kill himself on that thing. Yeah. It's a new mower. Oh, great. It's still noisy. It's mm, not no. less noisy. No. Um, so what I... I'll shut that other door. Keep talking. Yeah, so so what I end up doing is... Because if I eat... So I'm actually have this real... I have a real compulsion. If I eat something, I suddenly get so hungry, I want to eat everything in the world. Like, I'm a binger. Like, it's my compulsive nature. And I realised... I'm compulsive around the way I drink. It's compulsive the way I run. I smoke. Everything I do, like I can do nothing or everything. So yeah. if I eat something, I'll suddenly get a taste for eating and I'll go, it has nothing to do whether I'm hungry or not. I'll go, I wouldn't mind eating that. And now I'm, then I'm really hungry. Like yeah. I can be full and really hungry at the same time in this weird bingy kind of feeling. And I, and I find eating a bit stressful because I don't like that feeling of being out of control. Mm. And, I, and I control it and I won't eat generally too much. But I noticed the other day, I because I'm really noticing since I've stopped drinking what those bingy feelings are. And I notice I don't have them when I'm not eating. As soon as I eat something, I think, what next? What can I have next? Mm. Is there something else? Like as soon as I'm eating something, I'm worried it's going to be over. Yeah, right. <laughs> so then I'll want to have. So I don't actually enjoy what I'm eating at the time. So and then I'll think I'll be better tomorrow. I'll start tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I'll, start on Monday. And, and it, that is... I think it's a really corrupt relationship with food that has to do with, you know, the way my body feels. And I'm, and I'm like, you know, and it's all, this thing between weight, health, compulsive eating, reward, guilt, shame, mm. and the other part of me that goes, fuck it, I'll eat what the fuck I want. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's weird. It's, a, it's that form that, I mean, we've put ourselves in it, but also society tells us it's a way of, it's just another way of controlling us and making us hate ourselves. I know. 
So that, that's why Taryn's message is but amazing. It's, but it is, but it's, it's really very confusing. hard to break it. It's, it's hard to very break hard it. to break it. It's hard to break it because you can't just, you know, what I've always, I've always struggled with this messaging is on the one level, because I'm absolutely about body acceptance. Like, it's funny, I don't hate my body. Yeah. I actually like my body no matter what size I am. The relationship with food, I prefer to be less, I prefer not to weigh as much. Yeah. Always. I mean, what woman, you know, doesn't go, I don't, you know, because people go, oh, you look good, you've lost weight. Yeah. People, you know, people go, hey, you, hey, you look good, you've lost, they say that to me all the time. And mm. I go, I don't think I have lost weight. Maybe I'm not quite as puffy in the same places. Yeah. I'm like going... What a weird thing to say to someone. But I am, um, I don't know, there's a thing between you want people to stop eating, like you don't want to, you, you, you can't not stop eating, but you want to, um, you got to eat healthily, but you don't want to eat compulsively, but you still have to have an element of control, etc. And that's a really weird thing. I think food's the one area where, you know, if I was suddenly to go into a burger binge, that's self-destructive as well. Mm. Like even though that's what I want. If I wanted a burger binge mm. and I wanted to eat the rest, do I want to eat the – like it's kind of weird. It's like it, it's hard to work out where the good relationship with food yes. is. Like it, what I have for breakfast is actually better for me than if I'd had the other thing. Yeah. It's actually healthier. Yeah. But – Yeah, so you should feel good about that decision but you almost resent yourself for choosing it. Yeah. Because you're like, well, fuck, why can't I just – can't I do I that? Want. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's terrible. And I'm, I'm a little, you know, I, I guess I kid myself about how much I eat. Well, how, what do you mean? Oh, you know, you, you conveniently forget the four biscuits that you had earlier on today. Have you ever you know? kept a, you know, people keep food diaries? Yeah. Imagine if you died and someone found your food diary. Your food diary. diary. <laughs> Be pretty boring. There's a lot of biscuits Dear in there. diary. Four biscuits. <laughs> Two biscuits, seven biscuits. Dear diary, tea. I loved those biscuits. <laughs> food I was sad when they were all gone. <laughs> I can make it a really emotional one. Well, what is the I point? actually, so, well, here's the point. So I have been working with a, a trainer. I, I mean, mm. working with a trainer. I go to a gym class three times a week and I really love it. I, I've found, it's like when we were doing that other one with a, with a yeah. guy called Isaac. We really loved those ones too and they sort of all... You know, he went and mm. did other things and we went and did other things. This is really, it's great. It's a nice group of women. I can, I, I'm probably the second oldest in the class. Probably, probably the biggest, maybe. I don't know. I haven't really yeah, looked at everyone else. Oh, everyone's had a look. Everyone's yeah, had, there'd be another woman who's about the same size as but me. But you know when you get into a class like that? Yep. Nobody's done it officially. But people have unofficially looked around and went, Yep, not the biggest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they've looked and they know who the smallest. Like you kind of, we do that as women all the time. Of course. You know, of you're course. Going, Damn, I'm the biggest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I'm definitely the the oldest in terms of what I can do with, you yeah. know, with my fitness. But she's she's great. This trainer, she's all about strength. Yeah. And you know, health. It's never about weight. You know, like she her weight goes up and down. You see her weight change. And she knows it. She goes, oh, yeah, I've been, you know, eating Nutella sandwiches at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, good. Yeah. Anyway, so she's normal. But I, um, I, I spoke to her probably in November and said, look, you know, I'm doing all this training, but I'm just eating the same way. So it's kind of counteractive. I'm getting out of bed at 5.30 in the morning to do these classes and then I'm coming home and having biscuits at 10 o'clock in the morning. 
And so she said to me, just keep a, keep a really honest food diary and let's have a chat about it afterwards. And she was really great with it because she said, mm. I'm not going to change your whole diet, but she basically just said, you, you actually need more protein in your diet. That's what you need. And then you won't be craving all those other things. And I did just have a conscious decision to go, okay, at lunchtime I'll eat, like I was having one little tin of tuna and some fucking, you know, cruskets or something for lunch. And she's like, that's not enough. Yeah. You're going to be hungry. So eat more protein. And and I sort of have changed that and it does work. And it has my, but I'm still, I still have the odd biscuit, more than the odd biscuit. But. But we're still doing that thing. We're obsessing about yeah, food. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. I don't know if, like, you know how we talk about it. I like... think it's because we have so much food around us. You know, I don't yeah. think I don't think our mothers or our grandmothers did because they were, but they were much poorer than us. You know, they had these. I mean, I just went to my auntie Nita's one hundredth birthday. Yeah. There's a woman. I don't think she's once thought about her weight. No, we wouldn't think so. She wouldn't have. She wouldn't have. And she was she was so poor growing up. You know, when I, I, I learnt things about my father's family that I didn't know and they were so poor. They would never have – they just wouldn't have had that luxury of eating too much. Well, you never had more – you never had too much food. No. I mean, we do have – we live in an excessive culture. Yeah. Which is weird. We live in an excessive culture where there's so much available and then if you – if you partake in the excessiveness and you become an excessively overweight person, that's yeah bad. You're shamed, and yeah, etc. So you've, it, it's it's just really you can't win. You can't you can't win at all, mm. and you don't you know it, it's it's not actually. Have you always been like that? Have you always had that relationship with food? I don't know. I I, I always want to eat more because you were you were very fit. When I've you always, were younger, weren't yeah, you? Fit really, and thin and... I've been really thin. I go between, yeah, I've been really thin, really fit. I'll have, I'll have a relate... I have an on and off again relationship with food. Yeah. And one thing I always do is I never use any negative language about my body ever. Yeah. I never say anything. I never go, I hate my ass. Do you think it? Do you ever think it? I don't think it. No. Never. No, I don't think... I don't think I do think it. I might go, oh, I can't get these pants on. But I don't. I try not to say the words. It doesn't mean I love it, mm. but I don't actually say the words in my head. I've just never gotten to the practice of going. No, I don't. I actually don't think I do it. But it doesn't mean that I'm completely always comfortable. Like yeah. I don't like being overweight. Yeah. To start with, like it feels. I feel it's hard. I feel like it's, I don't want to have to fall over to put my undies on. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, I don't want to have to conform to some ideal. Yes. As well. Like, I, I resent that. Like, I'm, you know, I like to be comfortable in in my body, but I, I don't want... And then I don't want to have to obsess about... Like, I hate thinking about food. Yeah. Like, thinking about, like, you know, and going, that's okay, I'll just have that. I you know. know. And it's, oh, so, it's so, so boring. Boring. The, the amount of time we spend doing that. And, I mean, you're very lucky. I don't... I actually don't know anyone like you who has that really beautiful relationship with their body I don't know anyone else like you even not one person that not well women women yeah I mean, most men think they're fucking amazing yeah I'm really like I'm I, it doesn't I've matter got a weird thing where I I totally put my body image stuff and I'm saying this going I much prefer myself you know probably down the scale probably about 10 or 15 kilos lighter yeah but it, I don't, I don't feel like I 
I don't inhabit my body in a way of resentment while while I'm bigger. Yeah. Um, which is kind of weird. But I think years ago doing – I actually think if anyone's there and you're kind of a little bit of a – if you're a little bit of a chunky monkey, it's actually good to do. And I did um, artist modelling where I sat naked in front of people. I know. You've asked me to do that lots of times. I know. It would be a great challenge, Ella. Mm, big challenge, all right. To sit there and do it because it's something really... I am feeling as I get older, you know, in talking about getting older, I'm much less worried about how yeah. I look. Much less worried about how I look and much more worried about my health. Yeah, that you know, does actually when you move. Go to the when you go to the doctor and you get your bloods checked and they go, oh, well, your cholesterol's a little bit high, all this shit that you never thought about before. Yeah, you do you worry know, about that. Okay, and I had parents that both had health issues from poor diets and lifestyles you know my dad smoking was pretty much all his health things my mum being overweight becoming diabetic not changing her habits and ending up fucked you know I don't want to do that I don't want to be like that there's not a there's not a good end game for that you you sort of see although the other day I went to visit this this older friend I won't say their name and I rock up to visit them 92 um, and they're just smoking a giant joint. Perfect. Having a beer. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of funny, isn't it, for all the things you do about ageing well, the pers- this one person I know who um, is living independently... Yeah. Um, ..got no cognitive loss at all, still uh, smokes a joint from time to time, even occasionally takes a bit of MDMA. There you go. Like 92. Yeah. And I'm like, who Wouldn't are you? Wouldn't you, though, in I your 90s? Yeah. I mean, but my auntie Nita has, she's, she has never smoked or anything like that, but she also hasn't, I'm positive she hasn't stressed about it. She's just been incredibly, her, hers is a real mindset thing. She's been incredibly happy and filled her life with, caring for the people around her and being cared for you know sometimes very, it's just luck though very isn't it? simple it's, it's just the luck. luck of the draw we do have good genetics i've got old i've got lots of old people. relatives that's good it's only my dad died because he smoked from when he was 11 yeah well that's going to get you in it's going to get you and you know lived until he was nearly 80 so he did all right pretty, that, that's a that's a long 70 call. years on the durries not bad <laughs> as opposed to this friend still smoking at 92 yeah yeah. Like there's some people that are just like they're like freaks of nature. That's right. And that they're just like if and if they hadn't, they'd probably live to two hundred. Yeah. Like they'd probably go forever. It is I always feel I just I actually think that nude modelling thing though is that anyone it's kind of like people go, Oh my god, I'd hate to do that. But I actually think the years and years I've spent nude and it's it's not just like being nude and taking a photo, it's the it's the actual act of sitting naked in front of maybe 30 people for up to three hours mm. and moving around and 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 then really being seen. Mm. Like it's like not, they're looking at every single part you, of you. You, you. They are absolutely seeing you mm. and there'll be people behind you and you can't control how you're seen. You know how when you go to a mirror and you kind of control yeah. the front bit? Well, the thing about an art class is there's people behind you. There's people on every yeah. angle. So you can't control how you're seen anywhere. Like you're seen, every mm. part of you is seen. Mm. And at first you feel like, oh, it's a bit, 
it can make you feel a little bit self-conscious, but then you kind of forget about it. I often fall asleep. Um, and there's that... <laughs> you did look a big fart. <laughs> I may well have done. I probably... I imagine I would have snored. Um, <laughs> snoring, this was quite so... There's no sound in their drawings, thankfully. <laughs> or smell. And then I... Um, then you go around and look at their drawings and there's something really what they're seeing is like you know it's it's really beautiful like mm. someone's you know not every drawing is beautiful that's for sure but the process of actually being vulnerable like that in this exchange of really being seen but being seen in an absolutely non-sexual that's way that's right um and being seen as as how you inhabit the earth mm. as your shapes and a view and them trying to capture the essence of who you are is so affirming like I would actually suggest to anyone, it's funny, thinking taking your clothes off is like, I can't do this, I can't. Once they're off, you're like, oh, I'm nude Doesn't now, matter. it's fine. Yeah. yeah. So it I know your good. friend Faye does some beautiful life drawings and she has messaged me and said that she would love to draw me and yeah. that would be a nice, comfortable yeah, you could do it in way the to nude. do it just with that Faye. Might, that might be a nice thing to do. Mm. Oh, no, you, she definitely wants to do it in the nude. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Mm. Yeah, mm. it's the nude and... I actually, I will look forward to you doing it in the nude. Mm. Um, I would do it. I would do it with Faye. Yeah. I don't know that I could do it in front of thirty people. Maybe fuck, it could be a new. You might go bring them thing. in. I love that, Faye. Uh. Get your friends over. <laughs> I don't know. I think one is enough, but it's just allowing yourself to be relaxed in that situation is mm. um is great. <laughs> that know. was hilarious. I, you, I don't know if you all heard that. That's my phone. Mandy's got a new iWatch or whatever they're called. What are they called, Mandy? Uh, it's an um, Apple Watch. Apple Watch, yeah. And she <laughs> she just smacked it like it was a <laughs> naughty dog. <laughs> she just goes, no. Um, <laughs> gave it a little tap on the nose. I know. I gave it. You just, do you do that you just close it like that and it turns it off? Does it? Yeah. I haven't got an i one. I've got a Samsung one. You right. Got, yeah, no, it's just a Do you remember up. when I brought it? I'll just drop a name here. Remember when... Um, I lent it to Kitty Flanagan when we were doing mm. that big flood fundraiser release and relief, and I set the timer for her, and she was she she couldn't make it turn on, right? So it was just black the whole time, and I was watching her, and she was smacking it really hard, and then came off and just went, "Your watch is fucked." I don't know how long I did. I don't know what happened. <laughs> That's funny. See, so it wasn't it didn't work Maybe for that her. Thing. Might need my pulse going through it. But anyway, I think... Yeah, so, see, I have had a... I've had a pretty difficult relationship with my body my whole life. And it's probably... It's probably at its best right now, to be honest. And when I think about how I used to look... Yeah, it doesn't match up, does it? It doesn't match up. I should... You know, in my... In my 20s, in my teens, fucking... You know, I mean, in, in every point of my life, my body has looked fine. It's been my body... But I really, I really fucking hated it back then. It's only really now when I, I, but there's not so much, I think because once you get into your 50s, there's not so much focus on your body. Yeah, you know, no one's looking at no you. No one's looking at you anymore. Some people are looking. They're going, she's the biggest in the class. Thank God she's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Other which women. is good, right? Just, I'm which making is, them feel better about themselves, it's the great. younger women who aren't where I'm at yet. Um, I think... Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. People aren't looking as much. Or so for me, it's quite, it's been quite a nice um, it's quite a nice time mm. for me because I'm fi- I'm at that point where I've never really been because I think I, I mean I've told you this story and I know, I'm pretty sure I might have even written about it in our book when I was 
very young, you know, I mean, I would have been 17, I was at a pub, buying some ciggies from the cigarette machine and I I remember exactly what I was wearing that day and I remember how good I looked and a guy behind me with another girl went, hurry up, Bertha. Yeah, so that's awful. And that just set me on this spiral. And also the creepy man, the creepy Jamaican man that came to the pool one day when we were all at the local pool and he... Fuck, now I think about it. Like, he was just... He was obviously just a creep. And he came over and said he did palm reading and he's... Like, just to a bunch of girls. And he he did, um, well, I don't know, foot reading, I guess. So he was touching all our feet. Oh, the, he is a creepy yeah. guy with an erection touching yeah. girls' feet. and oh he said God. to me, you're going to have a problem with your weight your whole life. I can tell by your toes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I think he hexed me. Yeah, oh, I think he just... So I think if you have those tiny little things in your life when you're young, that just sets you up. And it's only now, I'm in my 50s, you know, I still, I actually feel, I actually feel okay these it's days. Not Sometimes I put tiny, on... tiny, though. You think about no. it, though. Look at what's on... I mean, I've had partners comment on my weight. You need to lose some weight. Oh, you've put weight on yeah. again. Like, you know, I like it when you're not as heavy. Yeah, you know, and I, I had a partner that said to me that to me, and I look back at the photos of when I was at my heaviest, and I would have been a size ten, like I was tiny when you were with him. Yeah, yeah. Like the, when he thought I'd put weight on and I looked terrible, I look back now and go, I was a size ten. Yeah, that's how disgusting I was. Um, that, and that's that's how I saw myself. Like I felt in my mind I was really big. Yeah. So in all of, I I never thought I looked any good and never had any. I never thought that I, I, I didn't say anything. I still think I never said anything negative, but I didn't feel good about myself. Yeah. I didn't feel, I was, I, re, I tended not to dress, you know, I was kind of, I was actually covered up a lot more then. Mm. Um, then I, now I'm like, who, who cares? But, you know, I think, but I think we get that message though. We get it from people that say inappropriate things. Everywhere we get it. Everywhere, like in the, you know. Mannequins, in the media, the people every, we see, every yeah, single person. Absolutely. And, all and yet we, from, if you think about, so a size 10 back, back when you were however old you were, say 20. Yeah. So it's 30 years ago. Um, that, that would be, a size 10 now would be the equivalent of, you know, maybe a size 14 now. We're a lot fatter now, all yeah, of us. Bigger. Yeah, All of us because we have everything in ample supply. Everything's cheap. We're, 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 like I was saying earlier, we're richer than the people before us so we can have whatever we want. So we're actually bigger now. Oh, we are. And it was – but I even – As a society. But, you know, like even on Facebook pop-ups, I'll get – Oh, I used to look like this, and after three weeks of doing this weird leg exercise against the wall, <laughs> look at me now. Oh, I bought this. I'm doing this. Find out how Janelle's lost all this. Like, I know. It's Facebook's fat shaming me, and I'm like, I haven't even looked anything all up. The, I get all the menopause stuff. You wait until uh, they're, they're listening to us now. All the menopause stuff, you know, like you, you lose your menopause bloat in three days, you know, take this powder. All of this One day, 10 seconds. I know. Look how, and they're always, aren't they? They're those pictures and they're like, and you go, and I go, wow, do you think that's the same person? I'm like, stop looking at it, Mandy. It knows you're looking at it now. Yeah, yeah. Um, So anyway. I know. It really sucks. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I think when you get to this age, I think we can both say that we're both feeling a lot better. Yeah, I feel better about myself. About and I think, I, to be honest, I mean, I came to comedy much later than you and com- comedy has really helped me 
with my body image too, you know, like because it's I mean, I was all I always felt valued in my other careers, but but this I feel valued for what I'm saying. Yeah. And what I think rather than how I look. It's not a it's not a fashion parade up there. No, it's not. Even though some people and choose to point out that you look like shit when you're on stage or something. But, you know, who cares? It's a funny thing, isn't it, too, knowing about... That's another thing when you talk about body image is how do you dress? Mm. Like, it's... There's always been a sense that there's there's a... You know, that when, when women get to an age... Like, when my grandma got to 50, she started wearing those Aussie dresses. Oh, yeah. Which is weirdly now, if you go to, an, like, a retro store, they're... They're like, you can't get one for under 50 bucks because yeah. they're like collector's items, you know, those yeah, heavy, know them. heavy kind of nylon polyester Austies. Mm-hmm. But they were the dresses of like, that's it, it's over. The middle-aged woman, cover up. It's comfy. No one wants to see you. Yeah, this is it. So, I sem- definitely dress more for comfort now. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, yeah I definitely dress. I, I have a whole, I have so many different things that I wear. I have a lot of times I get dressed and I look like a giant toddler. Yeah. My little overalls that yeah. I like to wear, like my onesies, my overalls, and I go. And sometimes I still work like wearing shorts. And I wonder, I, sometimes I think, is there an age where I go, I can't wear shorts anymore? No. And are they too short? And I wear really short dresses. Yeah. Um, and I start going, yeah, I'm in my, I'm 55. Is there a point where I wonder whether, because there is this unspoken thing about what's appropriate and what's not appropriate, mm. you know, like shown too much tit or something like I, I think I've dressed mainly on the inappropriate <laughs> side your dress sense really changed when you were running for parliament I know I had to put appropriate yeah. things on yeah and I just would go and you'll have up. to pull that out again when I you run again I don't even know how to get dressed <laughs> I just stand there and look at stuff going and that's not I went I was told I had to be because I had to run for yeah. politics and I was told I had to dress in a in a way that you know, people could see me as their local member and if I got voted in, I could dress how I liked. And I went, I don't believe that. No. I have to keep wearing this stupid costume. Yeah. And I would just go like, I don't even know who I am in this outfit. I felt, I don't, I don't like you that. You still aspect. made it funky though. I funked you up a bit. You still made it funky. I still don't, it's felt a bit kind of like. Well, you're going to have to do it again. I know, but I'm not, I'm trying not to look so straight next time because it's just not me. Mm. I might just have one tit out or something. Yeah, instead just of little, both. A little bit of nip out. <laughs> Sort of both itself. I don't know. But there is that sense about, and you look at the, you know, you go, if you walk around somewhere like Byron, none of those stores there, you know when, you know when people in marketing and fashion aren't talking to you. Oh, yeah. They're going, hello, hello, gorgeous, come on in. This might suit you. Hello, this is what the clothes are saying yeah. to you. And then they go, oh, Sorry, no. Not you. Rockman's is down there. Yeah. Um, there's City Chick. <laughs> yeah. There's Miller's. Yeah. There's, you know, maybe Suzanne's. Portland's might have something if you want to spend a bit more. Yeah. Country Road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... um, Katie's. Oh, yeah. Isn't it? It's kind of like... Target. <laughs> Sad. Yeah. Yeah. But that is part of, like, you know, I kind of feel like how we dress now at this age I feel like we're kind of setting the stage for the women that come after us as well Mm. like because it's been pretty you know we've been you know we we don't have to dress we can be sexual if we want to and then we don't have to be if we don't feel like it like and I'm like don't comment yeah it doesn't matter like it really it really doesn't matter there was a lady next to me on the plane yesterday and she would have been late 60s she, and she just 
everything she had on was fabulous. Her jewellery, her clothes, she had on like white linen pants, beautiful wedge shoes. She had bright blue nail polish on. She had really wild curly hair, bright red lipstick, you know, big necklace, everything. She just looked... She just looked amazing. It. I was looking at her going... Did you tell her? Well, you, no, I, don't, I hate talking to people on planes, as you know, and I'll fuck, I'll tell I you. Can't, I can't tell people. I'm going to tell them. I do generally. If I see someone who looks really nice, I, I tell them. She knew she looked great. Yeah. She got up and she was doing a, like a few stretches and stuff. She was really making sure everyone was looking at her. She looked amazing. And then there was a woman who was probably the same age near her in like really frumpy pants, slide-on shoes... You know, the, the look of the late 60s. Yeah. And I could see that woman really looking at the stylish woman. But Clean. she's probably been stylish her whole life. She probably has. And it's the and com- she had money. She looked like she had money too. I think I'm, that's how I'm going to take it to the, to the grave. I'm yeah. going big statement pieces. Yeah. I'm going bold colour. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going to fuck with this. I think, yeah. I think that's what you have to do. Unless you just go, you don't have to. But for me, I went... I think that's what I'm going to do because I'm not comfortable. Yeah, because no. it's a bit like an older person's uniform. Yeah, no, I mean, I've always loved, you know, me and my patterns. I love, love the big patterns. patterns and I yeah. love the big bun and I love the big earrings. I think and you've got your look I and you take it. I think your look's going to go with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just look like a granny with a grey bun. I saw a thing the other day on a, on a very popular lady's website about um, women who wear big earrings and what it says about them. And I was like, this is a... Well, I didn't read it, but I just went, this is a fucking problem. Yeah. This is a problem that you're writing an article about a woman who likes to wear big earrings and what does it say about her? What it says about her is that she likes to wear big earrings. It doesn't say fucking anything about her. There's nothing... There's there's no reason I wear big earrings other than I like big earrings. But, yeah, and The bigger the hoop, the bigger the hoe. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently. Like I just find that that sort of and that's a it's a big women's website, you know, Minimizing. that are all yeah, you or, know, or making a big deal about something that it really not is deal. not a big fucking deal. Like she likes to wear big earrings. She likes to wear big earrings. I Who love cares? wearing big earrings. Yeah, and then some days I like wearing no earrings. What yeah. does that say about me? Yeah. every other day, and some, exactly. And some days I wake up and I. There was a point where I woke up and I went, fuck. I need more big earrings in my life. Yeah. And I've bought heaps of big earrings. Like, I'm like, I can't get them big enough at the moment. Yeah. Like, I tell you what it tells you. It tells you that I'm not fucking disappearing easily. And if you can't see me, you'll see my fucking earrings yeah. and then you'll have a look at me. <laughs> that's where we're taking this shit. That's it. That's yeah, it. and I'm like, that's what it tells you. It tells you this woman isn't ready to fucking sit down. Yeah. Big earrings. See them first. That's the warning <laughs> sign. Then there she is. <laughs> I'm going to go Google that article. I just think well, those bitches better not say anything horrible about big earrings. I just think it's a stupid thing to, to even, even write an article story. about. Yeah, and maybe even actually writing a story about that is stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so minimising, isn't it? You know. Mm. Well, there, there was also that um, you know the article the other day. I think it was Michael Clark, the cricketer. His ex, you know, was spotted on a beach with this incredibly fit body and it was like her revenge body and she actually came back and said it's not a revenge body it's my body yeah this is my body this is i work hard to be fit and it's not for anybody else except me a fucking revenge body oh my god like she's doing that for somebody she's not even with and she doesn't even care about anymore who gives a fuck but it, it it tells you that we are culturally expected and invited 
to weaponize our bodies yeah. as our only form of power. That's right. Um, That's right. Basically. And if she was going to get a revenge body, she'd get really, really fat and she'd go find the dude and she would sit on him and smother him. Smother him. <laughs> that and would that's be revenge. A revenge body. <laughs> There wouldn't be a single mark on him and people would go, how did he die? Yeah. Well, a 600-kilogram woman just wrapped him softly (laughs) and gently in her revenge body. (laughs) Uh, You get tired. I get tired of – it's a fight, I think, when dealing with – you know, I've had four daughters, you know, and – and you're really aware how much the narrative around the body, and that's part of why I don't say anything negative about my body. And I watch, I watch friends' daughters, I watch, I watch disordered eating start in children all the time. Yeah, I know. And I, because I've seen it in my own daughter, and I know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And it's around measuring, it's around restricting, it's around making rules, it's around I eat this, I don't eat that. Yeah. And, it's so painful to watch because it's something we all do mm. and it, it's, it's, it's a spectrum. I yeah. actually reckon that our eating, we, are, we have disordered eating and it's a spectrum and there are, you know, you know I know girls and women that are, far, that are into the part where it's self-harming mm. and others, we're all saying like we're okay, we're fine, we're functional because we're just hanging in there. But if you want to reach those super thin kind of body types you have to become someone with a fully fledged eating disorder there is no way yeah anyone of your your eye could actually reach an ideal body without engaging in some pretty harmful that's right restrictive Mm. behavior and that that's the truth because you know you go that's why it's great that you've got a trainer that just works on you being strong yeah because you've got a great body you've got a strong body Mm. But we're not these thin pictures. But I still would love to be thin. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Would you like to be thin? I would like to be a little bit thinner. I, see, I've never been thin. Been, I've actually I've never been thin. been thin. So I don't even know what it feels like. But I really love being strong. And this trainer of mine, Alex, she'll even, she'll even kind of say things like, and I feel really proud, like she goes, oh, there's two bars there to do like a, you know, a, a power lift or whatever it might be. And she'll go, um, I've just got the heavier one there for Ellen and so-and-so. Right. So and that's I'm like, yeah, going to get that. Because I'm strong. That's good. Yeah. And, no. and it does make you feel good. The other, the other day, because oh, I've just got off a cruise ship, mm. and the other day I kind of just, you know, thought I'd have some time on my own. I left all the other comedians and I was walking through the ship and they've got that beautiful, I think it's like the New Zealand ice cream thing. And I was like, oh, I feel like an ice cream. And, of course, when you've performed on a ship, everybody knows. So I must have had ten people going, you know, I get my little cup of ice cream and then I go to walk to the other end of the ship outside and every single person, they're like, oh, getting into the ice cream, are you? Oh, good one, Ellen. Oh, yeah, and an ice... Like, I mean, I might as well have been walking along, you know, putting a needle in my arm or yeah. smoking a bong. You don't want to be shamed for that. And, and it, I was going, I just felt like a fucking ice cream. I know, you shouldn't have to. I had an ice cream yesterday. I loved it. Yeah, and I loved a, this It's a beautiful moment with myself and the ice cream. Don't yeah. ruin it by shaming me. Ice yeah. cream shame. It is that thing of. I like, didn't feel shame. I was just no. like, wow, this is, you know, men as well. Not yeah. just women, women, men as well. That's horrible. I, I know. Had, I had the whole thing around it. But men. then I could also see a bit of envy with some of the women. Like, wow, look at her just having an ice cream even though she's fat. <laughs> 
Imagine that. Yeah. She's like yeah, amazing. I fucking didn't get like this not uh, eating ice cream. <laughs> it is really funny. <laughs> I um it is a weird thing, isn't it? I never quite understand that um I loved it. Being, being, being when you're really thin, you don't really realise you're really thin often yeah. at the time. But I do remember I liked the feeling of being lighter. Yeah. And being it was easier. And I would know. like to be I would like to be lighter now. Just because you're getting older and your fucking bones, it actually feels better on your yeah. bones and your and your yeah. body. I felt, I felt, I felt that. But at the same time, it gets so mixed up with these feelings about yourself as well, yeah. and the whole thing about what it is as a woman, and that I shouldn't be eating the ice cream, and this is aspirational. Yeah, you know, nobody goes, "Oh, Maddie, you look great. If you put weight on, it really suits you." Mm. Nobody mm. says that. No. They only they just will go, "Oh." Yeah, Hi. like you look. Or they don't say anything. Yeah, that's you know when bad. you're quite, quite heavy that nobody ever says, "Oh, you look nice today." Yeah, because they equate looking nice with being thin, you know, and, and fuck, you can look nice and still be heavy. Yeah, I always, I always tell pit women that how good they look. Yeah, no I matter, do, I no do matter too. What generally, you do just too. not on planes. Yeah, it's okay. Not, and you get. I just, don't, I also get weird about. I think. I love telling people how great they look mm. in a way where it's not – I don't make a weight comment. It's not yeah. a weight. I did No, get, I'll just say stuff like, that is an incredible dress. You look amazing in it. Yeah. I was, I was and you a, see women get a bit like, wow, yeah. thank you. I was with a person – it was some time ago actually. Maybe it was a couple of years ago and um, she'd had um, some weight loss surgery and – she was referring to me as the big one now. Oh, God. And and it's true. And I kind of went, I kind of get it. But I felt felt really weird to go and kind of making jokes about me at my size. And I'm like, mm. you know, I'm a size 14 to 16 size woman. Mm. I don't think, you know, I'm not thin. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a heavier, more voluptuous woman. I think when you start going, if you start making, like you're going, but to even do that to me, I was sitting there going, I felt massive by the end of it. Yeah. And then I went, oh, that's, she's got dysmorphic Mm. vision around her own body. And so she was looking at me like that. But it is, I think it's it's a big part of that. I just think, you know. and, And we also, we're led to believe that voluptuous women are not going to be attractive or desired. I mean, I, I think I've told you the story about my friends who they're both super fit. Like he's he's a big muscly dude. She's a little muscly dude, you know, yeah. like they're both and they're rock hard. And every time I, even when I hug him, he feels different to me hugging Alex, you know, like yeah. because he feels like I'm hugging like a concrete pillar. Mm. And I wonder if he hugs me and goes, Shit, she's soft. She's soft, and you know, nice. like she because his wife has no has no boobs. She's just muscle, and that's what they're into. And they're great, and they do all that body fucking, slamming. You know, they yeah, they're running all the time, and they and they're happy. They love it. Great, good on them. But you know, I got boobs. When he hugs me, he would feel the softness and stuff. And I was telling another girlfriend about that, and she said he would fuck, he would love it, and she would love it too. I bet when she because. It's soft. It feels nice, and not in a sexual way. Just, just in a comforting way. It's just because you're not hugging a concrete pillar. Exactly. I, I They'll guess, smash into each other yeah. one day and just crumble. I know. You kind of go. It gets. 
I'm not that. The other part of me is though, even though I go, oh, I wouldn't mind if I was more like this. But the other part of me that gives three fucks about getting yeah. there, now I've hit my mid 50s, is yeah. not there. I'm yes. like, look, I'm actually pretty good. You know, I take care of myself. I walk long distances. Yeah. I, I have a You've really given up good the drink. diet. I've given up alcohol. I don't. Yeah. Really, like, I think I'm okay. Yeah. I'm sure I could do a lot of other things, but this is okay. So I'm sort of really liking that. But I think that I think it's still a big struggle. I don't think the pressure um, to loathe yourself has gone away. No. And I th- think the pressure that tells you you're not enough and that you're fucked and, and that makes you compare yourself to your friends mm. and to, to people around you, I don't think that's gone anywhere. Like, it's, you know, it... And it's I think cultural. It, I think it does go. I've got a friend who's in her early sixties, and we were talking. We were actually talking about menopause, which can play a big part in all of this too. Your mm. hormones are going a little bit crazy and making you feel like shit. And she she said my fifties were my worst decade. Wow, I, she said I just hated. I hated what was happening to my body. I hated my husband because I was going through menopause. I hated everything. And she said, and now. Fuck, I'm just loving life. It's the happiest I've ever been. Well, that's good to know. Because mm. we've got to just get on through. Can't get um, through the menopause. Yeah, it is It is a thing. And know. all the other shit that's going on, you know. Like you, you were messaging today, you know, you've still got a young kid at home. I know. And you've got ageing parents, you know. Like I've got rid of my ageing parents and my and young, you, and kids. young kids. you young kids. got none of I've got nothing. I'm still being pulled at both ends. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all good. I'm so, still yeah. a compulsive eater though. I realised. I didn't yeah. realise that till recently. And I went, but I can't give it up. Yeah. Because you need food to, like, you know, I gave when alcohol When you say up. compulsive, what do you mean? You just keep eating because it's there? Yeah, I have to really, oh. I, like, I'll get full, but I enjoy, like, I have yeah. to wait. Because whatever that hormone is that goes, keep going, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, if it's delicious, you know, I'll keep going. I have to really make myself slow I down. I think most people are like that. No, they're not. I've seen them. They don't eat like that. They I have a like little that. tiny pick. You do too. That's why mm. we get on so well. Yeah. You and I smashing cakes yeah. on the road. How fucking good is this? Yeah, we yeah. both do that. Like we both, we, we're plate clearers. Yeah. We, we lick it clean. Yeah. Um, but I've sat down with other people. Plate lickers. Push. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That. <laughs> That's for second episode for the sex episode. <laughs> plate lickers. Um, is that they push their food around and they always leave half of it behind. And I'm like looking at it going, do you have that chip? I'll have that chip. Like yeah. my hand's out taking their chip. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. And I'm like going, it's a bit compulsive. Has it changed since you've given up the booze? Oh, I don't eat as much because I'm not, don't come, yeah. I don't do any drunk when you're binge pissed, eating. when you're pissed, you do eat. You binge eat. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm not binge eating. No, but I still kind of, when I sit down to eat, I won't be hungry. I'll be a bit hungry and I'll sit down to eat. And as I'm eating, I'm like going, oh, this is nice. This is delicious. Oh, it's nearly finished. It's done. Do mm. I need – I might get in a little bit more. Mm. And I actually don't need it because I'm actually quite full. And yeah. I find out I'm full half an hour later when all the food hits. <laughs> and then you're like, <laughs> and then oh. I'm like, then I go, I did it again. That's yeah. sort of – I think that's weird. Like – the whole thing is a bit weird. It's kind of like I just think the binge eating thing is part of the compulsion. I think it's all yeah, on top of each to other. It. Yeah. Um, it's just lucky that, you know, lucky I don't have um, self-loathing. Yeah. I'm pretty good for that. You know, I could if I wanted to. If I wanted self-loathing, I could get it. Well, don't. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> 
I've had a bit of it. I don't have it now, but I, I've had a bit of it. I had the old bit of self-loathing. I even, you know how I hate feet. Yeah. When I was away on the weekend, one of the comedians I was with had the nicest feet I've ever seen. Dude. Really? The nicest feet I've ever seen. And I told him and he said, oh, nobody's ever told me I've had nice feet. Nice? And I said, I can't believe that because they're really nice feet. And then he goes, what the fuck's wrong with your feet? Why is that toe shorter than that one? And he, <laughs> he ruined the moment, but he was right. And I was like, yeah, I know they're fucked looking things, oh, aren't they? Oh, yeah, weird. Little Fred Flintstone feet. You can't feet. look at feet for too long. Well, his were amazing. Because they become weird. There was something weird about his feet. They shouldn't be that amazing. No. Feet are meant to be weird. Yeah, no. He's probably an alien. The rest of him's not great. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Just good feet. That's it. <laughs> he should never wear shoes. Yeah. All right. We'll be back next week. We're going to talk about sex next week. Yeah, Let's sex talk next about week. sex, baby. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye.